Welcome to part two of our discussion of the first fruit celebration at the Resurrection Center in the Indian Orchard area of Springfield, Massachusetts, here in the United States. My name is David Ewan, and I head up the Bravehearted Ministry at the Resurrection Center with Pastors Jose and Melly Martinez. During the first part of our discussion, we talked about the theology of first fruits. That is, the academic understanding of first fruits. Now, on our second part of our discussion of first fruits, we'll talk about the divinity of first fruits, which represents the spiritual aspects. I'll do a quick review of part one, but we'll also begin our part two. This year's first fruits celebration has been moved to October 25th, in the year 2020 due to the pandemic that interrupted the original plans that had been put in place in April of 2020. This year's celebration will more closely match the Jewish New Year, Rosh Hashanah 2020, that began in the evening of Friday, September 18th. The Jewish New Year is the first of the Jewish High Holy Days specified by Leviticus chapter 23, verse 23 through 32, that occur in the early autumn of the Northern Hemisphere. The current Jewish year is AM 5780. The AM stands for Anno Mundi, in Latin, that's in the year of the world. And the abbreviation AM, the year dating from the year of the creation in Jewish chronology, based on rabbinic calculations. We will celebrate at the Resurrection Center the Feast of First Fruits on Sunday, March 25th, 2020. So previously in part one, we first wanted to establish what tithes and offerings was. An offering reflects your character. Uh, obedience to tithing shows your true integrity. And character was described in second of Corinthians chapter 9, verse 7, the offering. And integrity uh, was described in Deuteronomy chapter 14, verse 22, and that's the tithes. We then established that first fruits is a prophetic offering. The Hebrew, the Hebrew word for the first fruit is bikurim, literally translated to promise to come. The Israelites saw these first fruits as an investment into their future. God told them that if they brought their first fruits to him, he would bless all that came afterwards. First fruits is a prophetic offering. Now, in our first part, the theology of first fruits, that's what we talked about. That is to say, the academic understanding of first fruits. That you can get at resurrectioncenterradio.com. Today, we talk about the divinity of first fruits. Divinity denotes godly nature or character. The divinity in the Bible is considered God in general. Our focus is to give understanding of how first fruits is understood in the Bible and how it affects our lives. First fruits is a celebration. It's a spiritual celebration. The Bible gives as wonderful a celebration as orchestrated by God. <clears throat> So what's the deal with first fruits? The purpose of first fruits is to demonstrate to man that God is the owner of our wealth, all of our wealth. 
He gives us the ability to attain success by returning to the Lord the first of our produce. We are acknowledging the source. God declared that the first fruits on the land was his, not man's. So how was first fruits celebrated? The people were to take a sheaf of their crops and bring it to the priest at the temple who would then wave it before the Lord for acceptance. The people were acknowledging the Lord's blessing with this action. They were also bringing a lamb of the first year without blemish, a grain offering with oil, and a drink offering of wine. The people were forbidden to eat of the crops until the first fruits were celebrated. They were to eat of their stores from the previous years. Now here's the importance of first fruits. First fruits marks the start of Israel's grain harvest and the beginning of the count for the Feast of Weeks, that's Pentecost. The Feast of Weeks took place 49 days after first fruits on the 50th day. And the Feast of First Fruits, the Feast of First Fruits reveals aspects of the first coming of God's Lamb, the Messiah, that's Jesus, who would be the first of God's redemption. On this feast, Israel was to bring before the Lord the first of the harvest. By doing this, Israel was acknowledging the source of their blessing. Now, I'm going to show you uh, in the book of Leviticus, the biblical observance. Now, in the book of Leviticus, I'll be reading chapter 23, verse 9 through 14. Again, that's Leviticus, chapter 23, verse 9 through 14. And the scripture says, And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the children of Israel, and say to them, When you come into the land which I give to you, and reap its harvest, then you shall bring a sheaf of the firstfruits of the harvest to the priest. He shall wave the sheaf before the Lord to be accepted on your behalf on the day after the Sabbath. The priest shall wave it. And you shall offer on that day when you wave the sheaf a male lamb of the first year without blemish as a burnt offering to the Lord. Its grain offering shall be two-tenths of an epoch of fine flour mixed with oil, an offering made by fire to the Lord for a sweet aroma in its drink. Offering shall be of wine, one-fourth of a hen. You shall eat neither bread nor parched grain nor fresh grain until the same day that you have brought an offering to your God. It shall be a statute forever throughout your generations in all your dwellings. Now let's talk about the meaning of first fruits. This feast corresponds with the harvest of barley in the land of Israel. Barley was the first crop reaped from the winter sowing. The priests of the temple would harvest the first sheaf and bring it into the temple as an offering before the Lord. The nation was thanking the Lord for the coming harvest. Now here's the meaning of first fruits uh, some more. Uh, first fruits is a religious offering of the first agricultural produce of the harvest. In classical Greek, Roman, and Hebrew religions, the first fruits were given to priests as an offering to God. Jesus Christ, through his resurrection, is referred to as the first fruits of the dead. 
Now let's talk about Exodus chapter 23, verse 19. The best of the first fruits of your ground shall bring into the house of the Lord your God. And in Numbers 18, 13, the first ripe fruits of all that is in their land, which they bring to the Lord, shall be yours. Everyone who is clean in your house may eat it. You see, the, the word first fruits is a harvest term that Christ would be called the first fruits on 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 20, corresponds to this reality. He is the Son of God, not only in his divinity, but in his humanity. His resurrection designates him the firstborn among many brethren, and that's in Romans chapter 1, verse 3 through 4, and chapter 8, verse 29 through 30. So I will read Romans uh, chapter 1, verse 3 through 4. And the scripture reads, Regarding his son, who as to his earthly life was a descendant of David, and who through the spirit of holiness was appointed the Son of God in power by his resurrection from the dead, Jesus Christ our Lord. And that was Romans chapter 1, verse 3 through 4. Now I will read Romans chapter 8, verse 29 through 30. For those God forsake, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. And those he predestined, he also called, those he called, he also justified those he justified, he also glorified. When we offer our first fruits, we attract divine increase and overflow. In Proverbs chapter 3, verse 10, the scripture states clearly that so shall thy barns be filled with plenty, and thy presses shall burst out with new wine. In giving first fruits, you lay a foundation upon which your harvest will overflow. The first time we see a first fruit offering goes to the time of Cain and Abel, when both sons of Adam appeared before the Lord. The difference between their offerings is that Abel's offering was accepted and Cain's rejected. Abel gives the first and the fat, while Cain gave an offering not the first, nor the best. And we'll read about it in Genesis chapter 4, verse 2 through 7. Again, Genesis chapter 4, verse 2 through 7. And the scripture reads, Now Abel kept flocks, and Cain worked the soil. In the course of time, Cain brought some of the fruits of the soil as an offering to the Lord. But Abel brought fat portions from some of the firstborn of his flock. The Lord looked with favor on Abel in his offering. But on Cain and his offering, he did not look with favor. So Cain was very angry, and his face was downcast. Then the Lord said to Cain, Why are you angry? Why is your face downcast? If you do what is right, Will you not be accepted? But if you do not do what is right, sin is crouching at your door. It desires to have you, but you must master it. Now let's talk about the meaning and understanding of first fruits. I'll talk about four things the literal meaning, the spiritual meaning, 
the Passover connection, and the prophetic meaning. Okay, so number one, the literal meaning. First fruits refers to the first portion of the harvest, which is given to God. Most notably, the first fruits are the first to come in time, a pledge or hope of the greater harvest to follow, and especially dedicated to God. The first fruit ceremony is described in detail in Deuteronomy chapter uh, 26, verse 1 through 11. Note, the firstborn, whether human or beast, was also considered as God's special possession and can be considered a type of first fruits. And we see that in Exodus chapter 22, verse 29, and Exodus chapter 34, verse 19. Number two, the spiritual meaning. By giving God the first fruits, Israel acknowledged that all good things come from God and that everything belongs to God. <clears throat> giving the first fruits was also a way of expressing trust in God's provision. Just as he provided the first fruits, so he would provide the rest of the crops that were needed. Note that the Feast of First Fruits was instituted when the nation of Israel was still wandering without land or crops. It was observed in faith that God would lead the people to the land he had promised. Now, all Christians are especially dedicated to God in the manner of first fruits. As it is written in James chapter 1, verse 18, Of his own will he brought us forth by the word of truth, that we might be a kind of first fruits of his creatures. We need to be mindful, just as God wanted Israel to be mindful, that we and all we have belong to God. Number three, the Passover connection. Passover was not the only spring festival celebrated under the covenant for the Israelites. Uh, for the Israelites also uh, commemorated the Feast of the First Fruits and the Feast of Weeks or Pentecost. The Feast of First Fruits actually took place during the week long Passover celebration, and that's in Leviticus chapter 23, verse 4, verse 4 through 8. On the first day after the Sabbath, that occurred in the midst of the week. Now, Pentecost occurred 50 days after that Sabbath and marked the culmination of what started as the Feast of First Fruits. As, it as its name indicates, the Feast of First Fruits marked thanksgiving to God for the first fruits of the harvest. In this case, the grain and cereal harvested in the spring in ancient Palestine. At this festival, the Israelites offered the very first sheaf of the harvest and were not allowed to eat anything from the crop uh, until they were given the first fruits. Okay, uh, I'm going to read that again. Um, I'll read that again. Um, and I seem to have lost the place. So at this festival, the Israelites offered the very first sheaf of the harvest and were not allowed to eat anything from the crop until they gave its initial portion to the Lord. The, this required a great deal of faith on the part of the Israelites as they would be giving the offering of first fruits at a time when not much was ready to be harvested. They had to trust God that he would indeed provide the fullness of grain that had yet to come forth, something that from a human perspective was far more certain 
given the people's utter dependence on the right amount of rainfall and so forth to give the best crop. Fifty days after the Feast of First Fruits was the Feast of Weeks, or Pentecost, which was the grand celebration at the end of the grain harvest. On this occasion, the offerings of food and animals to the Lord were more lavish, and we see that in Leviticus chapter 23, verse 15 through 22. An appropriate way to thank him for the tremendous bounty that God had provided. Number four, the prophetic meaning. Israel was described as the first fruits of God's harvest, and that's in Jeremiah chapter 2, verse 3. Israel was to be a pledge of greater harvest inasmuch as she would experience God's redemption and witness of this redemption to the nations, that they too might come to know the God of Israel, our God. In addition to the fact that God has promised that we too will be raised from the dead. In Romans chapter 8, verse 23, the Apostle Paul says that as redeemed people, we possess the first fruits of the Spirit. Now, to review the meaning and understanding of first fruits, we talked about number one, the literal meaning, number two, the spiritual meaning, number three, the Passover connection, and number four, the prophetic meaning. That's all I wanted to say about the meaning and understanding of first fruits. Now let's talk about the five kinds of first fruits. You see, when the Apostle Paul said Christ was the first fruits of those who had fallen asleep, he was using terminology and imagery rich in history and meaning. We see this clearly in the book of John, chapter 20, verse 3 through 9, and 1 Corinthians, chapter 15, verse 20 through 28. All rise in reverence to the Lord as I read from the book of John, chapter 20, verse 3 through 9, and 1st of Corinthians, chapter 15, verse 20 through 28. Now, first, John, first, first I will read John, chapter 20, verse 3 through 9. So Peter and the other disciples started for the tomb. Both were running, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He bent over and looked in at the stripes, the strips of the linen lying there, but did not go in. Then Simon, Peter, came along behind him and went straight into the tomb. He saw the strips of linen lying there, as well as the cloth that had been wrapped around Jesus' head. The cloth was still lying in its place, separate from the linen. Finally, the other disciple who had reached the tomb first also went inside. He saw and believed. And now, 1st of Corinthians, chapter 15, verse 20 through 28, and I read, But Christ has indeed been raised from the dead, the firstfruits of those who had fallen asleep. For since death came through a man, the resurrection of the dead comes also through a man. For as in Adam all die, so in Christ all will be made alive. But each in turn, Christ, the firstfruits then, when he comes, those who belong to him. Then the end will come, and when he hands over the kingdom of God, the Father, after he has destroyed all dominion, authority, and power. For he must reign until he has put all his enemies under his feet. The last enemy to be destroyed is death, for he has put everything else under his feet. 
Now, when it says that everything has been put under him, it is clear that this is that this does not include God himself, who put everything under Christ. When he has done this, then the Son himself will be made subject to him, who put everything under him, so that God may be all in all. And that's 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 20 through 28. Now, the first fruits is a common expression found in both the Old and New Testaments. It is used in Scripture with both literal and figurative meanings. So when Paul said Christ was the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep, and that's in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 20, he was using terminology and imagery rich in history and meaning. Now, there, those are the five kinds of first fruits. At least five kinds of first fruits can be identified in Scripture. The first harvest, number two, Israel, number three, believers, number four, the Holy Spirit, and number five, Jesus. So let's first start with number one, the first one of the five kinds of first fruits I'm going to talk about. Number one is the first harvest, number two is Israel, number three is believers, number four is the Holy Spirit, number five is Jesus. So number one, the first harvest. In the Old Testament, God commanded his people to give the first and best portions of the harvest as an offering to him. And that's in Exodus chapter 23, verse 16, and Nehemiah chapter 10, verse 35. By giving the first fruits as an offering to God, the Israelites acknowledged that all the harvest, in fact, everything they had, came from God and belonged to him. The offering of first fruits was likewise an expression of faith that something else, the harvest of the rest of the crop, would come later. Therefore, the first fruits offering acknowledged God's ownership of everything, expressed thankfulness for his provision, and anticipated what was to come. First fruits were given at the feast of the harvest, and that's in Exodus chapter 23, verse 16 the second of three annual festivals. Now, number two. In a symbolic use of the term, Jeremiah called Israel the firstfruits of God's harvest. Israel was holy to the Lord, the firstfruits of his har harvest. And that's in Jeremiah chapter 2, verse 3. Just as the first and choicest crops were devoted to God, Israel was God's chosen and set-apart people. And number three, the believers. In Romans chapter 16, verse 5, and 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 15, the, ver the first converts of a particular area were called the first fruits. Some translations use the term first converts, but literally it is first fruits as we see in the King James Version. The same word is used in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 20. In James, chapter 1, verse 18, that uses the term with reference to believers. By his choice, he gave us birth by the word of truth, so that we would be a kind of first fruits of his creatures. The new birth we have experienced is only a preview of the day to come when God will make all things new in a new heaven and a new earth. And number four, the Holy Spirit. The Apostle Paul said, we have the Spirit as 
the first fruits. And that's in Romans chapter 8, verse 23. The Holy Spirit is a foretext, the first installment of our future glory. He is God's, the pledge of more to come in our resurrection life. And number five, number five is related to Jesus. When the Apostle Paul said Jesus is the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep, and that's in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 20, he was drawing an analogy between the Old Testament offering and Jesus' resurrection. As the Old Testament first fruits symbolized and consecrated the entire harvest that was to follow, Christ's resurrection was the foretaste of the resurrection of all believers yet to come. His resurrection is our assurance that one day all believers will be raised from the dead and will receive new resurrected bodies. And that's in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 55. Where death is your victory, where death is your sting. And now, those are the five kinds of first fruits. We talked about the first harvest, we talked about Israel, we talked about believers, we talked about the Holy Spirit, and we talked about Jesus. And that concludes our discussion about first fruits. My name is David Ewan from the Resurrection Center. I head up the Bravehearted Ministry at the Resurrection Center with Pastors Jose and Melly Martinez. You can listen to a lot of our programs on ResurrectionCenterRadio.com. My name is David Ewan, and this is the Resurrection Center.